I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. Hello guys, how are you? How are you? It has been a flippin' week. It has been a flippin' couple of weeks. The energies are real strong, are really, really strong, at least on my end. I'm feeling them a lot more stronger than I've ever felt them before, or at least let me say I'm a lot more conscious of them than I've ever been before. I think I've always felt the energy that I normally feel around the ending of the year. The energy is always really heavy for me. I'm working on a lot of traumatic situations in therapy, so my energy right now is really limited. And I I really need to just be with my energy or at least be around people who are able to balance out my energy with me. And just protect my energy a lot more, especially during the winter seasons, because I because I'm already being pulled energetically in an atmospheric space. I can't exert a lot of energy in the in a, in a tangible space, if that makes sense at all. But so yeah, during the winter seasons, I definitely have to slow it down a little bit more, or more more so mize my energy and be really picky with who I share my energy with. I need more revitalization than I do exertion. So I definitely have to be careful about that. And I have been really careful about that. The only thing that really gets in the way energetically for me is being around family. And you guys already know winter season, holiday season, which I'm not going to participate in at this year, or at least until I get to a space where my energy does not feel as depleted as it is. So I won't be joining in on a lot of family gatherings because one, they are forced. (laughs) A lot of my family members, I don't share private time with them. There's no designated time of the day or the week or months in which I hang out with the people that are part of my family. I mainly see a lot of them during family gatherings. And because that's forced during the time of the month where my energy is already depleted, I have to be wiser about my about sharing space with people who I'm not around normally, nor do I feel completely whole around generally. So yeah, but that brings me to a 
to our topic today, honestly. I mean, it's not about holiday blues, but it definitely is about family. So as I continue into my healing journey, a lot of shedding has been happening, like I mentioned, and a lot of unhealthy relationship dynamics have been revealing themselves to me in a more intricate way than they have done so before. As of late, I've realized that I grew up in a very enmeshed household and family dynamic. Enmeshment has truly created a unhealthy dynamic with everyone in my family, from my parents to my sibling relationships. So in this episode, I'll define what enmeshment means and give examples of how it's affected my family system and other relationship dynamics. I'll also speak about how I'm working on changing the dynamics and in a sense healing from enmeshment and one of the biggest things that have truly helped this process for me. So before I go into what enmeshment means, I just want to ask you something. When you hear the term or phrase, end the cycle, do you truly know what the cycle is? I don't know if a lot of people know what the cycle actually looks like, or maybe if they do, they are not truly knowing the actual work it takes to end the actual cycle. Whatever it is, I believe enmeshment is the cycle that the phrase is talking about. I mean, argue with me about it, but do so after you listen to this entire episode. So what is enmeshment, you ask? According to goodtherapy.com, enmeshment is a psychological term that describes a blurring of boundaries between people, typically family members. Enmeshment often contributes to dysfunction in families and may lead to a lack of autonomy and independence that can become problematic. Typically, boundaries that help determine how close family members are to each other, as well as who participates in specific family matters, exists within family systems. When these boundaries blur or are not clearly defined, the result may be enmeshment, a situation in which family members are close to an extent that it becomes difficult for each member to establish the level of independence considered healthy by most mental health and family therapy experts. While many families value closeness and intimacy, enmeshment goes beyond the bounds of a close family. Enmeshment may mean a parent centers their actions or emotions on the child and their successes and mistakes, or a parent attempts to know and direct all of the child's thoughts or feelings, or a parent relies heavily on the child for emotional support. Enmeshment can be problematic because It can prevent people from developing a sense of self, engaging in peer relationships, and learning to self-regulate emotions. Children of enmeshed families may also experience diminished distress tolerance and find it difficult to assert themselves later in life. In enmeshed families, children may be brought up with the expectations that they will agree to the demands of their parents' wishes, and develop the same belief system and ideals of the parents. 
Some children may become a parent's sole source of emotional support or become the vehicle through which a parent lives out their own unrealized dreams. Most often, enmeshment occurs between a child and a parent and may include the following signs. Lack of appropriate privacy between parent and child, a child being best friends with a parent, a parent confiding secrets to a child, a parent telling one child that they are the favorite, one child receiving special privileges from a parent, or a parent being overly involved in their child's activities or achievements. Children affected by enmeshment may feel like they have to take care of the parent rather than the other way around. People from enmeshed families may also feel guilty if they spend time away from their family members, and they may face pressure to remain physically close to home and to engage in typical family activities regularly instead of pursuing their own interests. I have to tell you, reading this aloud is just like, wow, what fucked up family systems we all grew up in, right? Ugh, I remember the days when people would just throw around, my family is dysfunctional, but I love them, as if that's the positive thing. And I'm not speaking about perfection, but she's, can we not be dysfunctional? It's so weird, like, who wants dysfunctional? Sidebar, sometimes we really don't know that the words that we speak hold energy. So I would love to advise people to choose their words wisely. But personally speaking, I wouldn't say my healing is about trying to blame anyone for where I am in life or for my mental health struggles. Because truthfully, I don't think anyone in my life or specifically anyone in my family has ever heard of enmeshment for them to have a choice in whether or not they wanted to participate in it. No one is mindfully enmeshed. I'm even just now learning about enmeshment and its effect on family and relationship dynamics. But learning about this has truly opened up my mind and eyes to seeing how is the cycle that needs to be broken. I'll share a little of my past and how I believe enmeshment showed up. For one, my father wasn't involved in raising me, but he did play a pivotal part in how I grew up. My mother was more of the breadwinner and had a lot to do with raising me. So did my siblings. When I read that enmeshment looks like lack of appropriate privacy between parent and child, it reminds me a lot of when my mom would stay in my bedroom and not go to hers without caring if I needed privacy, if I needed time to myself, if I needed time alone to study, if I just needed time alone to talk on the phone with a friend. I never felt like she cared because she just always sat in the room and slept in the room and would be in the room when I would come back from whatever I was doing outside. And at times she'd even get my brothers to force me to let her into the room when I told her no. So having that experience was just all ridiculously awful. I also related to the part that said enmeshment looks like a parent confiding secrets to a child, which reminds me again about my mother who would talk about the situation that's going on between she and my dad. She would talk about the situation that's going on with people that she knew. She will also talk about situations 
that were going on between all of my siblings and like in-laws or whatever the case may be she to me was a big gossip and I also related to the part that said enmeshment looks like one child receiving special privileges from a parent this showed up in that my parents gave a lot of free will to my brothers and when it came to me wanting to have the same amount of free will as my brothers I was either told a solid no and if I did whatever it was anyway my parents would punish me or they would even give permission to my siblings to punish me because you know I'm the youngest one so everyone thinks that they're my parents right ridiculous this last part also spoke to me where it says a parent being overly involved in their child's activities or achievements so when i wanted to do something like join a team or activity at school my mother would always find a way to get involved but she'd never get involved in trying to encourage me to do my best in these activities or be like the best team player or whatever her involvement was always for me to quit the team or to quit the activity for reasons that i thought were ridiculous it would be because the games were happening at the same time as church services or it would be that practice was too late and she didn't want me out at night. All of these like excuses that she had, which were probably valid, but her implementation of them was just not cool. And if she wanted me to join any activities, it would be a church-related activity. I didn't really have much of any choices or autonomy or on the things that I wanted to do. I was always met with a no. And if I wasn't met with a no and I went behind everyone's back and I did it anyway, you know what happened? Physical punishment happened. So in order for me to submit, what did they do? They would bully me into submission or abuse me into submission, let's be frank. But enmeshment can also show up in an opposite way when it comes down to a parent being involved in their child activities. It could show up in a sense, I think the term is called helicopter parent, which is a parent that is so involved in making sure their children get good grades and just they want their child to be a high achiever, but they do it in a way that does not give the child the freedom to choose. Similarly to exactly what I experienced, but for the opposite reasons. It's all part of enmeshment. It does not allow a child to have a sense of choice and free will and autonomy so that when they grow up they're able to also hone in on their free will and autonomy without much of any influence so do we want to know the effects of enmeshment on the family system and individuals that are part of the family According to GoodTherapy.com, while enmeshment in families can increase someone's sense of belonging, it can also have a harmful impact. Members of enmeshed families often fail to adequately develop an individual sense of identity and self-esteem. 
they may avoid taking healthy risks and trying new things, both of which are typically believed to be important parts of the developmental process. Some individuals affected by enmeshment may feel controlled, which might lead to resistance of parental influence or complete withdrawal. Others may feel overly responsible for the emotions of others and guilty when they tend to or even acknowledge their own needs. Research shows that enmeshment often leads to difficulty regulating one's own emotions, but enmeshment can also negatively affect future relationships. Those who have grown up in enmeshed families may have difficulty developing appropriate and balanced friendships with peers and trusting people outside of their immediate family. They may guard themselves in intimate relationships, fearing that engaging in relationships will be overly draining, which may result to a lack of intimacy. Alternatively, they may find themselves seeking out relationships in which they are responsible for caring for a partner, repeating what was learned in childhood. So a lot of the effects of admissions definitely shows up in my life. When I was reading this, I was like, wow, I know exactly where that showed up in. I know exactly when when this happened. I know exactly when that happened. I have an example for this. I have an example for that. But enmeshment has definitely gotten in the way of my self-esteem throughout the years. I've suffered from taking healthy risks in my past that showed up in my dating choices and also my partying days. The dynamic enmeshment created in my household has always made me feel controlled by anyone outside of my family who has some sort of a authority status over me. Like a boss, for instance, and now I work for myself. (laughs) And in my family system growing up, enmeshment showed up within my parents and siblings taking on the role of trying to control how I moved and lived my life in ways that were seriously abusive. Like I said before, I've always felt controlled and bullied in my family system, which ended up creating a very estranged relationship between me and my family. Due to enmeshment, I've also felt overly responsible for my mother's feelings because she'd always come to me or anyone for the matter to talk about what's going on in her mind. But at the same time, she didn't really provide room to be there in the same way for us. I'll just speak for myself. She didn't really, she didn't really show up in the same way that I showed up for her emotionally. That emotional responsibility also showed up in my romantic relationships. I ended up dating people who I had to take care of emotionally. And when I needed them to take care of me emotionally, it felt like they couldn't, which eventually turned the relationship sour and now they're exes. There was also a layer in both of the relationships with my mother and my ex-lovers. So whenever I needed them to be there for me in an emotional way, or whenever I was incapable of being there for them emotionally, they pulled the guilt card and made me feel as though I was neglecting them. Whenever I'd create a boundary with my mother, for for instance, she'd usually say things like, it's okay, I know all I have is God and myself, I don't need anyone else. And my recent ex, for example, said similar things. That to me is a language a person uses to try to emotionally guilt and control you or in a sense emotionally manipulate you into submitting to them and ignoring your needs. When people say things like that, they are narrating themselves into the victim role 
and pretty much saying that your boundary is a threat to them. It's just not cool. It's just not cool. Also, due to enmeshment, I also grew up having a temper. If you remember from the first episode when I spoke, when me and my friend spoke about calling people out, and I described two instances where I exploded on people, one being on my mom and one being an ex-friend of mine, those were situations where I was not able to regulate my own emotions. And that I definitely had to work on because I didn't want to become the people that threatened me or made me feel small or controlled or, you know, unheard. I didn't want to become that person. So I definitely had to work on my temper. And due to enmeshment, I didn't really have healthy friendships at all. And I already described uh, the, the unhealthy romantic relationships, but I didn't have healthy friendships at all either. I didn't have stable friendships. I I recently even just ended a couple of friendships just because of the the cycle that I saw that was repeating in the, in the characters of the people that I was choosing. They were a resemblance of the enmeshed dynamics that I grew up in, and I just didn't want that in my life. I am in a space where I'm looking for a lot more of a different form of relationships with people. I don't want to continue this enmeshed behavior between me and other people. So my circle right now is really, really small. And and of course, I'm always going to try to make new friends. But I think now I feel a little bit more confident in the kind of people that I want to choose to be a part of my life. But gladly, the reason why I'm able to even feel confident in knowing who I want to choose to be a part of my life, whether in friendship or romance, is because of therapy. I've been doing the work in therapy because I don't want this narrative and experience to be the rest of my life. I genuinely do not. I remember telling my therapist about at the beginning of my sessions with her that the reason I decided to go to therapy is because, well, although it sounds nice to isolate myself from the world forever, I didn't want to become a hermit. I was beginning to lose trust in people due to the estranged and enmeshed relationships in my family, meaning I didn't, and to be honest, I still don't feel completely safe and connected in the way that I need with my family. And my romantic and friendship relationships were proven to be the same. So being that I figured out a way to disappear, meaning I've changed my number and social media accounts several times in the past and disappearing to where no one could hear or see me again, it it is easy to do, but that isn't what I truly want. That isn't what my heart desires. I'm too much of a social being and I actually love connecting with people, but I just needed help figuring out how to do so in a healthy way. Therapy may not be the only way to address enmeshment, but in my experience and my studies, therapy might just be the best way. And goodtherapy.com actually lets us know how we can address enmeshment in therapy. According to goodtherapy.com, because enmeshment typically involves a long-standing pattern within a family, family therapy may be a particularly useful way to address it, especially if all family members acknowledge the issue and agree to work in counseling to alter the pattern. 
Family systems therapy, for example, is considered a good approach to addressing enmeshments. A family therapist can help members of the family learn to set boundaries and appropriately express their thoughts and feelings to each other. Individual therapy may also be helpful for people seeking to understand how an enmeshed family has impacted them and or for those who are working to address the effects of enmeshments on their lives. Some individuals from enmeshed families may feel trapped between the wishes and expectations of their family members and choices that are more aligned with their own needs and desires. In such a case, a therapist can help them to explore their options and offer support as the individual works to set boundaries and make changes, determine the course of action that best suits their needs, and communicates effectively with members of their family. So I remember a couple of times when my father was alive, where he brought in two different pastor friends of his to come speak to us as a family. We held a family meeting with someone that my father thought could help us, you know, fall into place, so to speak. Um, I saw it as an opportunity to kind of, you know, have family therapy, but I don't think the pastor friends were family therapists. At least they were not professionally, um, professionally licensed to hold family meetings. But you know how church is. You think a pastor is your psychologist, but it's or your therapist is not the case. So during these family meetings, for me at least, it felt as though my father just wanted his fellow pastor friends to implement submission. Some meeting based on the outcome of these meetings that my father wanted his pastor friends to affirm him and ignore us and ultimately have us fall in line with obeying him. But when the family meetings went awry and the pastor friends heard what some of my siblings had to say about my father, they tried holding my father accountable and that did not turn out well. After that, I'll, I'll be honest, we never saw or heard from the pastor friends again. And today, as I'm recording this episode, I actually wrote a letter to my family as a way to sort of cathartically deal with my feelings when it's when it comes to family gatherings and the holiday blues and all of that stuff. So I wrote a a journal entry called Their Siblings that I don't know, I, I probably won't send it to them. But in that letter, I suggested that it would be great if we all as a sibling sought out support from a family therapist. But to be honest, I don't think that they would be open to doing that or that they even think there is still existing issues in the family dynamic because for so long, and in my vantage points, we've all just had a surface relationships as siblings and maintained that for a while. And like I said, enmeshment is a long-term pattern that has been built. And certain people in my family, they're too old to really change their spots, you know? So I'm not even going to suggest that for anyone. So for me, the way I'm handling this is to do my own individual therapy and seek help from, I mean, I'm, I've been doing it, you know, I, I see my therapist once a week so that, so that I could work on the effects that enmeshment has, has, has done to my life personally. If I'm the only one that is doing the work in my family, at least it will be better for me to do the work so that I'm not going crazy and also so that I can learn how to communicate with my family. I ideally don't want to be estranged from my family members, 
but learning how to communicate, learning how to create boundaries and learning just how to regulate my emotions, I feel would be helpful towards the life that I want to create for myself. And the work I'm doing in therapy has definitely gotten me to the point of not having a lot of tears. I remember at the beginning of my sessions, I told my therapist that every time I talk about my family, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And she's like, that's okay. You need to cry. And I'm like, I know. I, but I want to get to a place where I don't cry about these things anymore. And to be honest, my last session was really, really refreshing. There were some tears, but a lot of the tears weren't because I was sad about the dynamic. A lot of the tears were coming out of frustration and anger. This time around, it was just some tears that came out because I was boiling. And when I get angry, tears come out of my eyes as a way of me to release in. And I was boiling in my last session because I was just frustrated with the fact that I start, I, one, I'm clearly seeing the enmeshment shit. And on top of that, I'm feeling like no one is recognizing it. So through that, I was able to push through and just really, like I said, journal and write down my thoughts. And also I held conversations with certain family members, kind of let them know like, yo, this is my boundary. Can you please respect it? You may be losing goose <laughs> with your boundaries, but for me, I need a little bit more, more, you know, care for my energy field. So yeah, I was able to do that in a, in a coherent way and in a way that I felt that it was healthy and that didn't have to lead to a big blowout or a big argument. So the work for me in individual therapy has been godsend. I've also been realizing that I see a lot of enmeshments in the lives of the people around me. And I'm sure I've said this a lot of time, but my background is in psychology. And now in my adult years, I'm trying to figure out how to collaborate with my background in psychology and the career that I want for myself. Being that I also work in childcare, I'm also trying to incorporate this into my practice as a newborn care and a nanny to incorporate how to dismantle enmeshed relationships within the families that are in my care. Although yes, my care is focused to the child, but as a child care provider, that your care is actually focused on the entire family system that you're working with. So individual therapy has definitely been helping me navigate not only through my own personal situation and my own personal traumas and all of that, all of how investment has affected my life is also helping me figure out the career of choice that I'm in right now too. And working with my confidence and my self-esteem when it comes down to my career, as well as how to work with the families that I'm working with without being so triggered that I quit a job. And I, that's happened before. I've gotten so triggered by a family that I was taking care of because they were a resemblance of my own family and I couldn't really process all of that while still tending to a child. So, and that was a long time ago, but recently speaking, it's been, individual therapy has been truly helping me navigate through all of these, all of these patterns, you know, unlearning and relearning and adopting and just fully being the person that I am without without disruption. And even if there is disruption, I'm able 
to use the tools that I've acquired in therapy to help me handle disruption in a very healthy way. So to wrap things up, I wrote some quotes on Twitter this week as I've been processing a lot of emotions. And normally Twitter is a is a quick way for me to, to kind of just write and process through things. Um, I'm not really like elaborate there, but I do tend to write a lot of quotes that I generally transfer into my, what is it, writing portfolio. <laughs> I love quotes. I love to create quotes and I also love to save quotes. So it's about four quotes that I wrote recently since, especially since I wrote the letter to my family. And this is kind of what I came up with. The first quote is, the first quote says, there's an internalized and embedded servitude that manifests when you've experienced trauma that left you feeling powerless in multiple ways. Until you dig deeper and heal those wounds of powerlessness, you will continue to subconsciously play into that servitude role. And the second quote goes, when you start creating boundaries, you begin to see who's choosing to be around you from their own religion and not because of a role they were groomed to play. The third quote goes, after trauma, it's less about those who've inflicted trauma and more about the ones who've experienced trauma working on shedding and releasing the imprints of trauma in their nervous system and energy fields. And the last quote goes, ultimately, we're all just searching for a sense of security within and without ourselves that has never been available to us due to the causes and effects of a world and a system that has never truly been secure. So those were the quotes that I, those were the quotes that I stated and just kind of what has been in my mind when it comes down to the relationship we have, we have with each other and also the relationship we'd have with the system that we live in currently. And to go back to enmeshment, enmeshment can make us feel as though we have to be around and connected to our family systems, even when that system is not healthy for us. It's all, it also feels like we have to adopt a lot of the system of the world when the system of the world has not really been there for us. But to stay focused on family, enmeshment makes us dependent on the family system as a way of feeling like without our family, we have nobody else. And I like to say that is not the case. I find it super unhealthy for family to continuously say, all we have is each other, family over everything, or whatever else they say to kind of to kind of make you believe that you have to do anything the family wants to do. You have to enmesh, you know, and you're not supposed to rely on anyone outside of family. I would love to throw away that ideology. I would love to throw away that narrative because for one, in my experience, and I'm sure a lot of us could relate, I've had friendships that felt a lot more safer and secure than the relationships I've had with my family members. But I will admit that even as I'm regaining my confidence through therapy, I still have a pit of fear when it comes to completely cutting my family off. Part of me doesn't want to because I feel as though I'm going to miss out on great moments. And the other part of me is afraid 
that I don't have people outside of my family that will show me support or make me feel safe. But that's the mindset of enmeshment. That's what enmeshment has ultimately left me believing and thinking is like a cycle of all I have is these people that also fucking treat me horribly. So outside of the world, it's not going to be safe. That's what enmeshment does to the mind. And slowly as you therapize and slowly as you work on dismantling enmeshment, you start seeing that a lot of people outside of your family system and your family dynamic are actually trustworthy and can be there for you a lot more than your family can ever be there for you. So where I am in life, I'm beginning to see less of the reason to stay attached to my family system in this way and more of a healthier way of staying attached to them. So from where I am, I'm going to continue to do the work to nurture my inner child, to set boundaries, to regain my voice and confidence in order to manifest more healthy relationships in my life. Pretty much since I started therapy, I'm only accepting healthy dynamics from now on and not only healthy dynamics with people outside of myself, healthy dynamics with myself as well. And anything else can kind of just disappear and go because it does not serve me. But that's all, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And hey, let me know if you relate at all to this enmeshed family systems and relationship dynamics in general. Most of all, let me know what you're doing to change them and create healthier relationships in your life. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. I hope this episode served you in your journey. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it. Thank you.